Hey guys, welcome back to Dina Rooch, you hooligan. I didn't make a show last week, but I did come back this week. Sorry about that, but um, actually it's my birthday weekend, so it was kind of fun. I took some days off. Uh, I felt like the weekend went by so fast though, so that's one story for another day. So, I was able to catch up on so many things I wanted to watch, so many things I wanted to read, and as it is pride month oh um <laughs> sorry that was a little loud because it's like 12 o'clock in the morning and i shouldn't be screaming but i am um anyways i <laughs> i was able to catch up on so many manwas it was like it was all waiting for me i haven't been able to read like really read like manhwa not because i didn't have the time even though technically that is part of it um but because i had so many things going on and as you guys know i'm trying to lose weight i'm you know trying to run a like get a higher position so it's a lot of extra work and extra stress on me and i have to manage a bunch of people so and i still do my writing and i still do my audiobook readings by the way I'm doing a Naruto X uh, Sasuke fanfic reading. So if you want that, go check it out. Um, it's called Beauty by Design. Uh, the fanfic is available on AO3, by the way. And the audiobook is coming out chapter by chapter, basically. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but it just has siphoned out some of the time that I use to read. So I kind of took this weekend and said, fuck it, I missed this. And Friday, basically all of Friday, I sat down and read or watched something. So it was amazing. And then this whole weekend was just kind of catching up on things that I wanted to check out between going out to movies and going out to dinners and eating so much. Honestly, I ate way more than I've eaten in a very long time. But otherwise than that, I've had a blast. Um, I just finished a huge workout because, you know, a lot of eating, like I said. But I'm still on the weight loss journey. Unfortunately, I haven't been losing a lot of weight, but my body has been shaping itself correctly. So that's something, I guess. Um, that does happen to me. I start losing weight in specific areas. Um, I lost a colorful weight on my arms and my neck, actually. And now my chest is flattening out a little bit. So... I'm kind of excited I'm down this journey, but I know I have ways to go. So, you know, it is what it is, but I'm trying to lose weight in a healthy way and not to a point where I'm just going to revert back to what I was doing before. And, you know, luckily, even with all the food I've eaten this week, I was, well, not week, but the weekend, I was conscientious of what I was putting into my body and how I was doing it. This, of course, is not to make anyone feel bad. Like, don't ever think I would try to make somebody feel bad. Um, Because I know sometimes I feel a little guilty. But, you know, take care of you. Take care of yourself. However that may be. Some people need to lose weight. Some people need to gain weight. Some people need to remain the same. That's up to you. You know, as long as you feel good inside. That's what matters. But anyways, I'm going to get into the shows. Because I really want to talk about all the fucking books I've been reading. So, let me start off with the shows. Um... (laughs) So I'm going to like open my little Crunchyroll app because that's what I use. Not sponsored. P.S. Not sponsored at all by them. They don't give a fuck about me. They don't even fucking know me. Anyways. <laughs> so I ended up uh, really catching up with uh, Yuri is my job. 
it really was so cute and it is adorable and the art style is very reminiscent of the early 2000s which i think is like the point because i remember the book coming out in the early 2000s so it's adorable i really enjoy it i like it uh i still been watching my story with Yamada-kan level 999. Um, it wants to be something special and I get it and people are like making edits of this dude. But it's, it has a lot before it really gets to a point where I'm like, yeah, this is great. For me right now, it is no competition to, um, what's it called, Skip and Loafer, which is amazing. And a lot more kiddish, surprisingly, but they tell the story a little bit better i feel like the storytelling is just much better i've also been watching Mashiel magic and muscles you can never go wrong with the creator of one punch man and mob psycho 100 like you cannot this is his take on um what's it called harry potter or Muscles Are Better Than Magic, the book, the Isekai book. I don't know if anyone's ever read it. I don't think I've ever really talked about it much, but I have seen it before. I've read it before, and it's actually pretty fucking funny. Also, um, I caught up to the aristocrat's otherworldly adventure surviving the gods. Oh my god, this fucking Isekai fucking title. I fucking swear. Sorry, these Isekai titles, like, they fucking get me, bro. Like, I don't understand why they're so fucking ridiculous. But um, it's called The Aristocrats, okay, The Aristocrats' Otherworldly Adventure, Serving Gods Who Go Too Far, Otherworldly Adventure. Don't know why it's like that, but okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, this is like, I, I put it on for shits and giggles. Um... I didn't even bother reading things. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I've been, I enjoy just stepping into things and seeing how things will go. Um, I jump sometimes, like, I ever, like, I think I've told you guys how I learned how to swim. Like, I literally dunked myself in a fucking 17 foot pool and said I'm going to die or I'm going to swim. Um, I apply that to a lot of my life. <laughs> I do. Like, when I sit there and say I decide that I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, I saw my friend and was like, I want to be a professor one day, like when I'm 50. I don't know why that's like a goal of when I'm 50, I want to be a professor, but like, it feels right to me. Don't know why. Um, And like I said, I wanted to, when I hit my 30s, I want to go back to school. So I have till next year. So, you know, like it is what it is. I make random goals and I usually keep it. I said, by the time I'm uh, in my late 20s, I want to start making adult money. And that's coming out. Now, my other goal will be to move to a nicer place once things get settled a little bit more in my personal life. That's another story for another day. Also, I plan on getting married, uh, not to like a partner, but to my best friend one day if things go wrong. Um, <laughs> because I want to get married and I don't give a fuck who it is. Um, so I told my friend, I was like, Hey, you know, we could always just have a wedding and have wedding photos taken and just be absolute fucking gorgeous. And they have agreed. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. I make weird decisions. I do. I, I think, I think I should be like a fucking anime character at this point. <laughs> I think people will have a blast listening to my stupidity on a daily. 
So yeah, that was fucking great. I'm not gonna lie, yo, that show was great. I also watched uh, Handyman Satoru in Another World. Um, it's actually short clips, but it's really funny. Like, so basically, we're dropped into a situation where this handyman is already been Isaka. Like, he's just there. He's been there. And for right now, what he's doing is just chilling out, trying to become an adventurer and using all the skills that he's learned, like in his handyman in this other world that seems to be like behind the times. So it's been pretty, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty good. I also started watching Subasa Reservoir Chronicles. Um, I'm just a big fan of Clamp. Um, yeah, like I'm like a really big fan of Clamp. I don't know why that is. I guess it's like Chabits and like, uh, Como Se Llama, XX Holic. I don't know if any one of y'all got that throwback, but XX Holic, bro, that shit was an inspiration for my fashion, bro. Like I wear all black all the time. I, <laughs> it, it had a lot of effect on me. I'm not going to lie. It was very beautiful and Gothic. And if you want a more gothic show to watch, I would highly recommend that. So yeah, I watched that. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, Bofuru, uh, season two. That's pretty good so far. Honestly, I know that's not how you play video games or whatever, but I do like it. Also, bro, the show that got me in a fucking chokehold is why Rihanna ended up at the Duke's mansion. This, this, this is what good romance telenovela fucking writing is about okay this is k-drama this is giving telenovela this is giving period piece this is beautiful whoever wrote this whoever wrote this i hope you are living your best life i hope that you know you are never too hot and never too cold i hope that your favorite drink is always in the fridge I hope that everyone always smiles at you in the most politest and comforting way whenever you walk down the street. May your life be blessed, ma'am, or sir, or whatever. I hope that things are working out great for you because this show has me in a fucking chokehold. Anyways, so yeah, that's what I've been kind of catching up on. So it was been, it's been pretty fun. Um, now for my reading list. So, like I said, I still had a lot of things to read and I wanted to catch up on because I kind of stopped. And I feel guilty about that, don't get me wrong. But after a couple of my, like, favorite manwas kind of finished, I was kind of left a little bit brokenhearted. I'm not gonna lie, like, just a little bit brokenhearted. Hold on, I'm almost taking a sip, drink some tea. Mm. Anyways, excuse me. I talk fast. Isn't this gonna get hydrated? Anyways. Going back to uh, my wonderful list of shows that I've been watching, well, reading. Let me log into my account so I can show you what I've been seeing and that you can have a great time with me. Um, anyways, so I ended up catching up on. Oh yes, perfect buddies. Okay, this is still ongoing, and it is just beautiful. So up to chapter sixty-eight, if I'm not mistaken, and the story, like I said, big burly dude who's kind of a 
insecure and he gives off big puffy dog energy is kind of like low-key in love and obsessed with this like cat dude he gives off black cat energy he's chill he just wants to be left alone he's living his life he's wants structure and organization and he's okay with having sex with random dudes but he has his eye out on the other boss because he's a boss he's a director and he's in love with the other director and they're meant to be i'm in love with this i'm absolutely in love i've talked with i've talked to you guys about this multiple times the art style is quite simplified but the story itself is very beautiful because it has a lot of dimension to it the characters feel very real because yes even though i explained it like oh one of them is like a cat boy the cat boy has you know quite a bit of tragedy in his life and he's experienced a lot of discrimination in different ways and you know his family isn't particularly great but he himself is pushing himself to be better and do better and using himself as an example for others while the guy who's big and like like a puppy he's doing his best to be not as intimidating as he actually is because that's a thing for him that he's always struggled with yeah so siho and um what's his name byuk young chan byuk is the big guy blonde super strong likes to work out all the time so he knows he's physically intimidating but he plays the role of sweet guy but people don't see him as like they don't always see him as the intelligent and cunning person that he actually is sometimes like he he is actually very calculative and like he's usually very ahead of himself like mentally but people don't see that because they see his happy go lucky outward appearance and it's them two trying to make it work of course they have their reservations specifically seal who is like the cat boy he has his reservations because things don't always work out for him great but he's trying to kind of let him in and trying to kind of understand him but he could be you know a little iffy sometimes and it's basically like a enemies to lovers situation and now it's like lovers trying to figure out each other it's it's absolutely beautiful i'm telling you like if there's anything i could recommend for you guys to read it would most definitely be that now i also caught up on roses and champagne now you guys know the original story has ended but now there's a side story sometimes not always but sometimes the side story beats the fuck out of the original story which is like uh in love so pure i feel like the side story beat the flying fuck out of the original one and this one the side story is like they're already together and now they're just toxic as fuck to each other like they're both just wild and it's fun it's a fun read i'm not gonna lie it's a little toxic and it takes me aback sometimes but it's well done it's very well done another thing i've caught up on and it's still ongoing is when a killer falls in love and holy shit this is like one of the funniest most interesting manwas i have ever read it's a professional assassin falling in love with in a romance rom-com actor who wants to be a noir actor and their situation ship slash romance slash complicated 
premises it's kind of like a i dare you to date kind of like a dude situation like i dare you to date them but he's dating him with intent he's kind of using him but then he kind of falls for him situation you don't know what it is but unlike most stories where it's like oh my god you use me i feel so hurt he's more like well i'm glad that he found a reason to use me because uh i don't care how we got together i want us to be together and that my friends is how you do romance i feel like that's also extremely gorgeous and it's giving me some inspiration i'm not gonna tell you what i'm not gonna tell you where but one of these days i'm gonna come back and be like bitch i started a whole different fanfic not now but eventually anyways so another thing i actually caught up on is flip turn now i don't recommend this <laughs> you ever had those moments where you're just reading it but just like i would not in good consciousness recommend it for anyone yeah this is one of those so here let me explain I've spoken about this before, but I wanted you guys to get a little background before you guys decide to check this out. Okay, so we start off with a cute guy who's a swimming instructor. His name is Yusan. Yusan is a, you know, little swimming instructor who ended up suffering an injury and that's why he couldn't go to the Olympics or something like that. He works under a corporation and he's just doing his little job. But on the side, he's low-key like a masochist to a dom who calls himself Master. Master is an absolute shithole of a person who really overly abuses and doesn't have a safe word. Which honestly, if you get into BDSM and someone tells you it's not important to have a safe word they're not an actual dom um just pro tip for like anyone out there who might ever consider that situation um that's not a thing and if your dom gets mad for using a safe word not a good dom okay moving on and so he basically is doing his thing he's broke a shit basically he shares a roommate she shares like a a flat or something with a dude who is a kind of like an assistant to a star the star being cha wu han juan i i feel like i made that into a j that shouldn't have been a j um just call him wu okay so wu (laughs) is an actor he's very pretty very handsome man and not very pretty but very handsome very masculine traditionally masculine but he doesn't know how to swim but he wants to go for a role in a movie where it does require him to be in the water and be swimming so he tells his assistant and his assistant basically starts him off with private lessons with um yin sun immediately he like whoa really likes yin so he's kind of like oh like he's kind of pretty or whatever and he starts trying to go for it but you know you know yuzu is like he has his master he's not doing it but his master basically makes him 
kind of start a relationship with Wu just to kind of fuck with him and test his personal boundaries, I guess. I don't know. It's just like a way to torture him. Mind you, Wu is like a really good partner. Like he's really about him. He cares about him. He doesn't just see him as like a sexual object. He see him as a potential boyfriend for the future and shit. It's really beautiful the way the difference in the treatment and so this kind of leaves like a bit of a confliction between in Yusu's life like because he sees how he could be treated versus how he is treated so it's kind of like a whoa like what am I doing situation and he eventually kind of wants to start distancing himself with the help of Wu who finds out his situation from um, Master Mind you, Master is also, like, the one who owns this business or whatever. So, he's kind of putting himself at risk here. But he wants to take this jump with Woo. And it's just very full of drama, very manipulative when Master gets involved. But when it's just them two, it's actually kind of nice. But there's always like there's an underlying level of guilt and anger and frustration, and it gets to a point where Master kind of worms his way back into Yusu's life because his biggest thing is control and controlling, you know, Yusu. By the way, this has a lot of like if you have a piss kink, um, this would be something to read. I particularly don't. Um, but if you do, uh, here's your story. Uh, not me though. 10 out of 10, be blessed. Um, (laughs) then in the complete opposite spectrum of that, I ended up reading my master, which is an alpha male who is rich and he's like a prime alpha or some shit. He is in love with a beta because of course he is. (laughs) It's the Omega verse. It's always the Omega verse. The Omegaverse is like a staple in my life at this point. I don't know why or when, but also, did you know that the Omegaverse basically helped take down an AI system that was copying a lot of writing styles from AO3? Did you know that? Did you? Did you? Did you know that? It's a thing. Yeah, look it up. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, so you guys have heard me talk about it before. The artwork is okay. It's not the best. It's not the most impressive. But the story is kind of sweet. And it's basically the prince and the popper, basically. But the prince is in love with the popper. And yeah, but he's still as an alpha and he needs an omega. But the only one able to satiate his ridiculous rut and if you know the Omegaverse, you know what I'm talking about. If you guys don't know the Omegaverse, I'm sorry for these terms that I'm exposing you to. But uh, yeah, his only one who's able to handle his rut because he's able to get him some kind of peace of mind and satisfaction is the beta. And the beta still feels kind of guilty. It doesn't feel like he deserves this spot next to his Omega, his um Alpha. It's it's a whole situation ship. It's still going and it's pretty good. I'm not like hooperly excited about it. It's like one of those things I read in the background just to read it and see how like, things developed. At first I really liked it, but now I'm just like, eh. After like the first chapter, they kind of got me a little meh about it. I don't know. 
Also, I've been reading the start of the side story for one of my absolute favorites, in Dangerous Convenience Story. Now, if you know me, you know I fuck with that shit. I fuck with that shit, bro. I fuck with it. It is what it is. I will tattoo them on my fucking body because I'm such a fucking stand for a juicy. You don't even understand. You don't even understand. Don't entiende, bro. Don't entiende, bro. Tú no sabes. Tú ni sabes nada. Tú no sabes nada. Entonces, ¿qué, ¿qué tú vas a hacer? Nada. Pero you know nothing. Anyways. <laughs> this is a side story starting. And um, it's just started, so I'm not even sure where this is going to go. But just to say that I'm going to read it. Uh, I'm going to fucking read it. So, yeah. that <laughs> That's the one I caught up on as well. I also caught up on... Well, I caught the ending of boss bitch bye bye which was so good and it was so dramatic but the top was actually the one having a bad lifestyle which is kind of crazy like okay well they both had bad lifestyle but at least one of them was rich and living his best life you know well not his best life but he's cunning and manipulative which was the you know the bottom sometimes they make the bottoms live like the worst possible lives and he did have a hard life but so did the top in this one and i appreciate that anyways moving on four weeks uh lover four weeks i've caught up on that it's okay it's nothing out of this fucking world but it's it's good it's a good read also love jinx i caught up on it it's still ongoing and always drama all right nothing crazy okay <laughs> let's talk about a full volume less side story it's so good oh my god so you guys know i love um full volume big men big titties i love it i'm all about that um and <laughs> now it's like the twin brothers opportunity to get with a big man and it's so good okay because he's have he has a hard time expressing his love but his love language is like acts of service like he doesn't like say a lot but he does a lot of things and he tries to make this man's life better he's coming like a principe from like a fucking storybook riding a white horse like I'm going to fix your life up. I'm going to rid of your death. I'm going to get rid of the kinks that's following you. I'm going to set your mom up in a great hospital. I'm going to make sure your fucking brother and sister can get a great education all over again. You're going to be living great because I care. And I love that shit. I love a story where someone comes in and just makes someone's life better. There's To me, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing, there's no storyline that I adore than the person that comes in and just makes your life better. Because honestly, if that if they don't, go be alone. Go be alone. Don't don't be with someone who's gonna make your life worse. Always pick someone who's gonna make your life better. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Anyways, um, punch drunk love. I caught up on it. Always funny, always dramatically funny. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. Now Shutterline. This man be eating ass. I, I'm sorry this came out of nowhere and there's no hi, hello. Um, <laughs> I am like thoroughly entranced by this storyline because there are so many twists and turns and characters that come up. It is, it is good. It is good reads right there. It's good reads. Good drama. 
gangsters, mafia, the government. What do you know about this? Nothing. I don't know shit about Korean Eminem, but I'm going to continue to read it. Okay. So caught up on that. What else did I catch up on? Ooh. I'm saving the best for last. I'm saving the best for last. Okay. Okay. I'll talk about the new shit later. Here's where I cut up. Okay. I cut up on Ang Ang. Now, remember when I said like a, like a, a dom that doesn't allow you or disencourages you from using a safe word is bad. Okay. Yeah. I meant that, but also like, um, this is fairy tale. This is fake. This is not real. Um, but it's good. Uh, Ang Ang. So yeah. So good. Okay. Play partners, big bottom, smaller, prettier top. Who's associated with the mafia? Jess. Jess. All I can say is Jess. Good reads. Good reads. What else did I catch up on? I think that would be it. I don't think there's anything else like that. No, no, no. Everything else is new. Okay. From here on out, we're talking new shit. So it's gonna be like a good hour of a fucking podcast i apologize um but at least now you have something to listen to oh right right wait before i start that before the last one the king the kong's yisu let's talk let's talk about the king's yisu okay okay i'm whispering because it's so good all right so anyway (laughs) Remember how I love the whole, I'm going to fuck your dad because you fucked me over. Yeah, this is the storyline. It's continuing and it, it just gets better. They outdo themselves. They outdo themselves. This person also, may your life be blessed. Um, <laughs> okay. So we already got into the story, you know, um, his man left him with the father-in-law. The father-in-law is pissed off at his original son for leaving and walking out on his man's. And he takes this man's is basically like, nah, you get to stay here with me because I'm already used to you. Stay here. I don't care if you're gay or whatever, like stay here with me and eventually I'll adopt you and I'm giving you my company eventually because fuck my son. He's not a real man because of what he did to you. He knew how hard you tried to work to get into this family and, you know, be with me, make me comfortable at least to a certain extent. So fuck that man, which honestly good for him on principle, because that's a real fucking man right there. Although everything else is a problem about him. That's not a problem about him. The father-in-law got it in some ways and not in others. Okay. But (laughs) as I say this, the father-in-law is actually a bit homophobic and I mean a bit, I mean a lot of homophobic, but he also gets down with the gays. Um, so <laughs> anyways, so he's a little homophobic, but so he tries to make his son-in-law, you know, who's about to be his adopted son straight. And so he brings him to a whore club, whore, whore house. He gives him a position as a director in a in part of the marketing department which is not really doing great not the marketing department the development department it's not doing particularly great but he comes around and he changes it all up and you know uh, he has his father-in-law encouragement like yeah you know do your best do what you can by the way he's like still like a living maid for the father-in-law so yeah like he really got used to him and he really refuses to eat if he's not there and stuff like that like you know he got kind of attached to him in a way 
um, because he's always kind of really wanted family. And ever since his wife died, he's been kind of alone. Like it's been him against the world, basically, because not even his son really cares for him like that. So anyways, he's like, I want you to really be part of our family. So, you know, like if I have to make you straight, so be it. So he takes him to a cake. He takes him to like a fucking whorehouse and he tries to get him like the best whore or whatever. And he's still not having it. And so the father's like, what's, what's the reason to be gay when there's women and blah, 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 blah. And so he's like, bro, like, it's not about that. It's just who I am. And so the father's like, well, if you're really gay, then, you know, suck my dick or something. And which is such an escalation. I don't even know how you get there, but okay. And so to kind of prove it and be like, you know what? Fuck you, bro. Also, you kind of, you look exactly like your son, just older uh yeah and he does it literally he does it and the father-in-law really starts to contemplate himself still homophobic but (laughs) he's contemplating himself and he's kind of like low-key uncomfortable with himself because he doesn't know what this means for him personally but he's still trying to tap that ass and eventually you know there is a moment where things escalate to that point and now he has a sexual relationship with his son-in-law going to be his adopted son-in-law who is single and gay and also being basically his wife it's a whole mess it's a whole mess so mind you he's doing well and uh this man eats like crazy the father-in-law eats like crazy and he has a surprising amount of stamina like a surprisingly amount of stamina so he is giving it to him but eventually he has to go on a work trip abroad to japan or whatever to get some work done or whatever and he leaves his son-in-law for two weeks and in the meantime while he's gone guess who returns it's the prodigal son (laughs) his ex-husband and so his ex-husband kind of comes back and is like hey like i want to talk to you you know can we meet up or whatever and he decides to meet up in a hotel or whatever and he's like hey i want you to work with me because i want to put my father in jail because i believe that he's the reason why my mother is dead because they had a car accident and that's like i believe that he's the reason that she's dead and i want to put him in jail but i want you to help me make my case i missed you and i kind of fucked up in a way but our dude does not take the bait easel does not take the bait for this shit but he does want a piece of ass so he's like oh you know i'll consider working with you if you let me top you basically so this begins like a little side affair thing and he's been like low-key doing it with him for a while with keeping the idea of helping him like above his head which is really fucked up but also i mean he did leave him for a bitch like really bro like your husband you're gonna leave your husband like that in your father-in-law's house like really puto like you can't anyways i have a lot of feelings about that and <laughs> so he's like 
using this as to get sex and he's trying to prep him to be on top or whatever but our dude doesn't not have as much stamina as his father does like you would think that he did because he's younger but oh no like it's crazy so anyways the dad comes back and he kind of low-key knows that he's been seeing his son and is like bro just don't take him back don't like don't do that to yourself which again i see his point like i'm not look i'm not defending the father-in-law because he has a lot of flaws but he does have a good point about learning how to respect yourself your body and not just forgiving people for what they do to you so it's it's hard because he he's such a asshole sometimes but also i see his point he does make some good points and that you can't disregard that anyways he fully adopts his son-in-law to be his son his parents go along with it because of course they're getting money out of it so they're not upset about it but now the fucking son has come back and he wants his share of the company and he's currently working with a the um Mosiyama, the competitor to his father's company Chernobyl so it is like all three of them now living in one house and our dude is in the middle of it and he's going to the the, the, the ex-husband like yo like what the fuck are you doing and he was like well my father stole everything from me and I want it all back one way or another and that includes you and so our man is trying to make it all work with all three of them both father and son are trying to bang him left and right like trying to get it in and he is trying his hardest to just get them to get along and be a family once again and it is just peak ridiculousness peak story i love this so much i really cannot recommend this anymore it is dramatic it is very unlikely but it is beautiful it gives me jerry vibes uh god bless his soul uh <laughs> So yeah, that's why I had to save that one for last because it's just so good. All right, now officially I'm starting with the new shit. So I read I Became the Lousy Side Top. Now, Seal finds himself in a BL novel. So we this is starting off Isekai. So he is in a BL novel and he knows it. He is the um kind of second love alternative for our main bottom our bottom is a dude who is in a fucking ton of debt he currently rents a room from the side top who was a failed idol he just didn't make it and the failed idol who he is right now seal is right now um was actually really really fucked up to him like really fucked up to him even though he gives him a room for $200 a month, uh, you know, or in Korean equivalent, I guess, he's still a complete dick and tries to make his life miserable, 
even his brothers doesn't like him mind you he's rents a room with his little brothers his brothers are like clearly like very young under preteens and everyone kind of dislikes him because he doesn't have to work he lives off like what his grandma left him behind and he rents out a room and the room is kind of fucked up like it has a lot of work to do the heating isn't great the cooling isn't great like so he's kind of a bit of a slumlord in a remote part of town like it's just like a really broke area so yeah now you kind of know the backstory to him and who he is supposed to play but he doesn't like that role so he's trying to make things better because he's like yo this guy's been a dick for so long like this guy needs a break so when he comes in he tries to make this guy's life so much better he goes out of his way he starts cooking the kids meals and at first the kids are apprehensive because they're like yo like we know who you are like you're a fucking dick but he kind of like is kind and is nice to them and they kind of start getting used to him he starts giving them baths and making their lives a little bit easier and it kind of makes it easier on the bottom now let's talk about the bottom like i said the bottom was left with a bunch of debt from his dad who abandoned them for gambling he is handsome he's tall he's fit and he works all types of side jobs this poor man works his ass off and the sad part about it is he does it to try and keep afloat like every time something goes like good for him something bad happens so he's seeing the change in siu and he's not like having it he's like i don't know if he's doing this on purpose i don't know if he's trying to make like trying to eventually break me down or something i don't know what's going on but eventually he kind of accepts the help that he's being offered and what's the main bottom uh you that's what his name is so you ends up kind of breaking down and accepting the help but then um ceo kind of says you know i'm gonna have to raise the rent and he immediately like freezes like oh shit like this is what he was working towards he's trying to break me down and he was like no 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 before you freak out like i want you to know that i'm gonna raise the rent by like five bucks or some shit and that's gonna cover all the food that i'm gonna get for you because i'm gonna make you and you know your brother's food every single day he's like like are you sure is that gonna be enough and he's like you know what like trust me i just want to make your life better because in his head he knows that he is bound to fall in love with a fucking super rich mafia loan shark head called xiao mujin who is also objectively a very awful person but in the storyline he's supposed to be the main interest so he kind of knows like you know chow ming mu jing is gonna come around but what he doesn't know is he's slowly making you fall in love with him because remember he is a failed idol but he is beautiful and now he's cooking and he's helping him take care of his kids well not his kids but you know his brothers he's making their lives better he's giving them experiences that he never had before you know like that they've never had before and also like he's genuinely becoming a point of comfort for you like 
like he feels much more comforted. He felt like he was alone and everything. And he felt very guilty about, you know, how his brothers were so skinny and underweight and they couldn't eat well. And, you know, like all the tragedies that happen when, you know, you're broke as shit. Like that's how life works. So, you know, he's really appreciating this and he's starting to kind of fall in love with him. So on his way back one day, mind you, um, Seal isn't really strong. Like he's a failed art, like a failed like idol, but he's not like strong. <laughs> so he's carrying all these heavy groceries, and he ends up seeing in a corner, in an alleyway, the mafia boss, like literally just knocked out in an alleyway. And now he's thinking, okay, well this main storyline is about to happen. This guy's gonna, sh- um, what's his name? Chow, Chow, yeah, Chowy, or Chow, you know what? Mujin. Mujin is supposed to come in and basically, in a way, rescue him from his poverty stricken lifestyle. But instead, what ends up happening is, you know, he tries to give him the warning. So he's like, oh, you know, in case you find anyone in an alleyway, just uh, call the police or, you know, whatever. And, you know, he was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, but okay, Gotti, I guess. <laughs> so he keeps by accident. Well, not really on accident, but multiple times Seal keeps walking around and seeing this dude in the alleyway. And finally he kind of gives in and he's like, okay, fuck this guy. Let me just call the police or something or call the ambulance or something. And I guess storylines get a storyline because he then wakes up um Mujin just wakes up and throws his phone down is like I don't give a fuck who you are you're not gonna fuck with me like this and then basically knocks out again of course he has a fever and now Seal kind of feels guilty because he's like fuck like for some reason the main storyline isn't finding its way but he's like maybe I fucking help it or something so he ends up trying to pull him up the hill Mind you, he has to go grocery shopping every day going down the hill because he won't deliver because he lives like really up high and then they just don't do it. They're like, no, fuck you. You're out of reach for us. So he that's the only time he ever really comes out of his house because he doesn't actually have to work. So <laughs> he comes, he like is basically dying trying to carry this man into his home. Mind you, he knows he's a dangerous dude. But he does it because he thinks like, okay, you know, like I'm doing right by you. It's really sweet. So he's like, I'm doing right by you. So let it be. But ends up that uh, Mujin also just takes an interest in Seo. So we got Seo and Mujin. We have uh, you and Mujin both kind of as enemies. And low-key kind of competing for CEO. And Mujin kind of offers CEO a deal. Like, hey, you know, you want to come work for me, make food for me. Because he actually likes the food he makes, even though he wants to bitch. Um, like, as like a housemaid or something. And I'll pay for you. And our dude is like, nah, like, I'm Gucci. Like, it's not really that serious. I don't actually have to work. I'm cool just living here for the rest of my life. Um, so kudos to you. 10 out of 10. I know who the fuck you are. Uh, you can leave when you're better. <laughs> but Mujin's like, yo, I want that ass. I'm gonna get that ass. Um, so he ends up trying to up the pressure on you. 
because you know of course he can so he's basically tormenting you because he can't get to seal and he like at this point see you starts really thinking about it like fuck maybe i really should just start selling my body or something maybe i'll make more money and he's kind of hurt so he goes to seal and it's like, you're like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I'm so out of it. And Seal's like, yo, like, I'll offer you my money. Like, he starts drinking. And when he's drinking, he becomes, like, a lot stupider sometimes. Like, I guess in the body he's in right now, it is very weak to alcohol. So he's like, you know, offer me your body if you want. Or we can have a relationship or something. But I don't want you to just be out there on the streets. I want you to be safe. Your body's a temple. So I rather protect it than anything. And so this kind of gives, you know, you some heart. And it's like, you know, I'm just going to work. Like, I've been doing it forever. I'm going to keep on doing it. Fuck it. I'm going to have to get out of this one way or another. So Seal was thinking like, fuck, there has to be a way for me to help him. So he's like, okay, you know what? I might just get a job or something. And of course, this is when Mujin shows up with a bunch of meat. And he's like, I want you to cook this for me and like the kids are kind of excited because they never eaten like this type of like food before so he's like fine like whatever i'll make your food and so he basically offers him a deal like bro like i can do you for you something better i can cut you know use debt in half basically and this is a really good deal because he owes a lot of money and this will give him some time to save make a better life maybe go back to university so and also by the way he's inspiring you to kind of change himself and his life and reach for whatever he can which is really sweet so he agrees to be like basically his housekeeper be Mujin's housekeeper in secret like keeping it away from you and you is told that his dad ended up winning in gambling and ended up paying a portion of the debt so now his debts have been basically sliced in half and his payments have too. Even the interest has been cut because it's a lesser amount. And now he's kind of deciding what he's going to do with his life. And he kind of wants to make himself better to provide a better life for his brothers and for Sio. It's really pretty, but of course Sio is now underneath Mujin's influence. And I don't know where she's going to go, but I really enjoy it. Um, it's a really interesting story. Like I said, it's beautiful. It's well written. It's interesting. It keeps me kind of hooked. So I'm excited for that. And now I'm also reading Honey Trouble. It's a rather new one. So it's like freshly out and it is gorgeous. It's by the author of K Secret and Reseason. If you know, you know. So what it is, it's the Omegaverse again, because of course the Omegaverse, um, but it's an alpha who's in love with a beta. The alpha is an actor. <coughs> As of course he is. But it's an actor with mommy issues. And he's always been in love with his beta best friend, who is now low-key in love with his cousin, who's also an alpha. And to get into a sexual relation... He makes it out to be that his cousin is a sexual deviant who likes to peg men. Trying to scare his best friend. But of course, he uses this opportunity to quote unquote 
teach him how to be into it. Is it sleazy? Yes. Is it interesting? Yes. Is the art beautiful? Absolutely. Okay. Um, this is another one I jumped into that had no fucking rec- I had no idea what I was getting into it, but it's interesting. Um, it's called love in orbit and it's only 13 chapters in. So it's really good. Uh, it's coming out. So if you wanted to chase it out with me, you can. So here's the story. Uh, broke man was broke because his father and mother abandoned him and left him with a bunch of debt that he had to pay off. He had to drop out of high school and pay work, work to pay. And he finally, like at the age of like 22, 23 managed to pay it all off. So years of his life was spent working and now he's finally coming up. He finally got his own apartment. He moved out of those slums. He's finally starting to live his best life. He got into a nice apartment and the second floor being rented out from a guy who's a professor in a university for philosophy or something like that. I think it's a professor or a student. I can't really tell. They, they use both. I don't know. So, um, he's living, you know, he's finally like coming up and he's like, thank God, like finally I can really start my life for the first time. So he's sleeping in the middle of the night when boom, alien crash, alien ship crashed and he's freaking out like what the fuck is going on? Get the fuck out. Well, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I'm not having this. This is my first day moving in here. I finally started making my life and now something's trying to fucking ruin it. And the fucking spaceship opens and out pops this dude with tentacles, red haired dude with tentacles. And that's where we get to meet our love interest. (laughs) And the first thing he says is you want to get pregnant human. You can tell that this is all trash, but it's funny trash. Um, and now we're trying to find, figure out the mystery of who this alien's human daddy is, because apparently there's a human daddy involved. Um, why was he sent to space? Why was he so fascinated with, uh, impregnating humans? And, um, yeah, him having sex with a human man. It's interesting. It's good. It's pretty good. And I'm also catching up on no arguing with Mr. Mo. I'm still catching up on, but technically I had to reread it because I totally forgot about this. And it's interesting. Uh, it's 56 chapters. I'm up to... What chapter am I up to? I think I'm in like... Damn. I think I'm in like the 40s. Anyways. Really good story. Gay dude. Uh, ends up having a job as a secretary recommended by one of his family members. But the dude he's supposed to be a secretary too is very picky, very anal, kind of fucking annoying in some ways. <laughs> some people with some people can be very annoying. Anyways, not to shit on him, but he is technically a good guy, but he comes across as an asshole. Anyways, um, he kind of has a thing for his boss, but he tries to like shove that down, even though there was one night where something happened but they kind of go back to being normal after that and he tries to mentally end it in his head but the boss is low-key throwing subtle hints that he wants him again it's it's like they will they won't they kind of situation and it's really pretty 
Um, yeah, it's it's fun. I, I enjoy it. It's not a bad read. Nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. I do have to catch up with uh, Zended and what's this called? What's with the Strange Dream? Because that was a really good one too. And unfortunately, I also have to cut up with Jinx because everyone keeps talking about it and I will not be out of the fucking loop. But anyways, I've talked for over a fucking hour. Can you fucking believe that? So I'm gonna let y'all go. Like, I'm gonna let y'all live your lives. I'm sorry for like talking your ear off but it is pride month and i will be reading because pride month means me reading i don't know what that (sighs) whatever it is what it is i will be reading though i'll let you know that ahead of time i will be back with more stories but for now bye also check out the audio book thank you bye bye This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.